welcome back to another exciting rendition of Hooligans Pitch. <laughs> I don't know about you, Michael, but I am pumped up. <laughs> yeah, I can't say the same, Chad. I can't say the same, but um, what a weekend full of surprises and uh, sadness, but also excitement. And um, yeah, the, we had a car ride to St. Louis yesterday. Arsenal game on in the car. Uh, good vibes coming to the right of me, but I don't know. I was just kind of bummed out the entire time, and I'm I'm ready to just go to next season and hit reset. Um, so, where should we start? Should we start with the lows, the highs, the stuff that made us angry? That's kind of where I want to start. The anger. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it out early. All right, let's talk about the Manchester derby because. <laughs> That was one of the weirdest games I think I've seen of the year. Um, Possibly the worst call ever made in, at least in 2023. It's only been 16 days. For sure, but I think you could even go back, you know, three, four, five seasons probably and not find a worse call. (laughs) Probably. This is, we're so angry over this we forgot to even open our beers so let's get oh, on this geez. fast i we always we just i know we're so ready i'm drinking it all day uh because it's all i got so cracking that there bad boy fair enough i got a little uh gin and Ooh. uh grapefruit concoction going here was that for your uh christmas uh gift set? Yeah, it's uh the um I don't even know what it's called, but it, it's a purple gin. Mm. Pretty tasty. It's a little nice. bit on the sweeter side, but right it, it's really nice. Shout outs, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way. Um, good, yeah. <laughs> man. Okay. So 2-1 Manchester United. 2-1. Great for the standings. Uh, oh, fantastic. That is yeah. a, I think that's the result a lot of people and uh, neutrals wanted. But mm-hmm. how we got there is one of the most disturbing ways you could, <laughs> it could ever happen. Um, yeah. Let's let's go into the mind of the referee here, okay? Mm-hmm. All of them, every single one, because <laughs> they all suck. Yeah. Rashford is offside by five meters. It's yeah, like it's it's a clear he's past the last defenders like there's no pull out the the lines to check it, no. it you don't need it <laughs> no and i want to say the ref uh the linesman was like yeah duh offside mm-hmm. um the ball gets played through uh great ball by casmiro if oh, yeah. if rashford was onside uh <laughs> the man runs his little heart out clearly knows he's offside yeah goes to what do you want to call it? You want to call it a pump fake? You want to call it a a a, um, a, a hezzy? A, uh, yeah, like, I don't a fake even out? Call it, I don't I don't know if I'd call it a pump fake or anything necessarily, but like he definitely starts the like shooting action. <laughs> he starts something. It doesn't even need to be defined yeah. as to what. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what he did. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, before we even get to the the shot, like oh. while he has not touched the ball, he's playing the ball right he, he's following the path of the pass playing the ball <laughs> i i don't understand how what is the definition of playing it's it's isn't it any type of movement towards the ball that means you're playing it when when we play yeah. fifa and i know fifa's like you know whatever it's ea yeah. it does its thing but if you go after the ball in any way shape or form they'll call you offside even if you don't go after the ball sometimes yeah. it calls you offside so in what 
in what world does this guy run after the ball? How, how far would you say he ran? 20 meters after the ball? Because it was just outside the 18, uh, I think, when he when he yeah. stopped going for yeah. it. I mean, yeah, he basically started right past the halfway line and then, yeah, at the top of the box. So, And then Bruno came in and blasted it. Great shot by him. Great yeah. mindset by him to be like, Rashford didn't touch this ball. The referee might not call him offside. I better go and do it. So I don't blame him at all. Um, I don't blame Rashford at all. I think Rashford was like, I'm going to play this until the ball's dead because that's what you're yeah. supposed to do. But yeah, for the, not? but for the ref and even the, the, uh, commentator at the time, I don't remember who the, the referee professional sideline color, color commentator was, but he was like, Oh, you know, Rashford didn't go for the ball, blah, blah, blah. So therefore it's on yeah. the side. I was it, like, what's it, he talking about? And that's the thing is like, you, you talk to any fan or, even some of the former refs and players and stuff have, have made comments on it. Like everyone's on the same page. Like this was offside. So now it's just it's embarrassing to hear these commentators try and be like, yeah, because he didn't touch the ball. It's it's not offside. It's like no, like it, it's it's more than just touching the ball. Like he influenced the play from an offside position. Like because he's making that run onto the ball, you know, uh, defenders position themselves accordingly the keeper positions himself accordingly like how is this not an influence of the play just because he didn't touch it like it doesn't make any sense and we've we've seen like (laughs) this call on like a smaller scale where like someone's standing offside in the box and makes like one little like towards the ball and they call it off you know it it's just one of the most ridiculous calls i've seen (laughs) makes no sense I can't wait for the day when referees can be held accountable at the end of a game when reporters get to ask them, the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) In any sport. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I understand the, how hard it must be to to ref a live game of of any sport, but, like, that's why we got VAR, right? To help supplement that and give the ref a, a chance at a second look. And a, and a second opinion and stuff, and but it even matter. VAR doesn't even matter. What did VAR well, do to inf- VAR didn't that, do anything? Like, as far as I had heard, I don't know that VAR even checked it. Like, no, I don't was, believe they there did. Was never, there was never a stop. The ref just went over, and talked to his line ref, and was like, "Yeah, cool goal." Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I like, I, I completely get. Manchester City's frustration with that goal because that was just such a big swing in momentum and not only are you just giving up a goal, but like you give up a goal that shouldn't be a goal, so like now you're feeling like a little bit um, I don't know like everyone's against you sort of thing and like it's got to be hard to come back from that and I mean just a couple minutes later, um, you know United get their second goal, so it's like it should maybe be one one at the end of this game, which I think is still a result that helps a lot of teams on the table, but man. <laughs> well, here's what Pep said at the end of that game. Uh, Akanji stops the line of running. If he knows that he's going to go with Rashford, he will go back with him and do the duel one versus one. And he sees what happens, but he sees Rashford intervene. So he has to play to Rashford. Uh, it, yeah. It's not Akanji's job to, to be the determiner of if he's going to be offside or not. And and I, I understand, like, he was so clearly offside that that can't influence a defender's perspective on, like, 
do I give up on the play? And and he didn't, but he had to then play like there were two attackers instead of the one because this delayed response by these linesmen of them being told don't call it offside initially, even if yeah. it's like clearly offside. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how they change this rule going forward because there's no way that can happen again. No, because after that, I was kind of just looking at the rest of the games I watched and just kind of paying attention to these moments where, where guys are offside and like there's there are moments where people just are standing offside and whether the pass is coming to them or not like if if we're gonna say you're not offside because you didn't touch the ball now what you can almost cherry pick now and as long as you don't touch the ball right away and like you let someone else get it first then it's like you're good to go like i i i, I don't know I, I saw this awesome theory what if a kanji just straight bodied rashford just straight like slid into his knees it that play wouldn't count he, it, he wouldn't even get a card or maybe he'd get a card but in in the rule book that play is dead because he's in an offside position so there shouldn't even be anything to follow that up um it really makes you wonder now if players see a person offside will they just like grab them to like show they were intervening. It makes sense now, right? Yeah. In- I, I mean, <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll kind of see if more situations like this come up, but I mean, I, I'm thinking now if you're a defensive player or like a defensive coach, you almost yeah, have to say, you know, kill him. Like <laughs> you, you can't let him through at, at any cost now. It, you know, it's, it's- I, I would grab him. I would tell him if you see someone offside and you know, they're offside, grab them. Yeah, um, because then they are officially influence the play because you are then touching. The, I I don't know, man. They're, this is so dumb. What a dumb rule. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I felt like everyone was pretty clear on it up until this moment, and then it's now it, it's been thrown into question again. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, there, you know, and there have been like the butt offsides which happen in the World Cups. So like, yeah. but like, I get it. That's body positioning. That has nothing to do with someone clearly being offside and essentially running at the ball until the very last second. Um, yeah, mind-boggling. That's a that's, yeah. that's a crazy one. That that was a a, a wild start to the weekend. I, I feel like just I mean the game itself was you know pretty good back and forth. Um, like United looked decent the whole time. Yeah, they kept City to five shots. It was just one on target. Like they played well, and then for it to kind of blow up into this call and, uh, you know, United ended up getting the win. It was just felt very, uh, I don't know, like United of like back in the day when you heard that they would always get these, these crazy calls and, you know, all the conspiracy and stuff around them. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I would be interested to see whatever, like refing panel that did the VAR review a couple weeks ago, if, they do a review of this like at the end of the season and what they say. You got it. You have to. Yeah. Um, well, in uh, collaboration with Eric Ten Hag, I'm wearing my AX jersey because uh, that's what Man United is now turning into. So um, congrats <laughs> to them. I give them more props than my team at this moment because yeah, yeah, uh, if we can just jump to them really quick. Um, if you really want to. <laughs> I, I really do because... 
they made me sub out Mo Salah after this weekend because I'm like, we're, we're sh- I had them last week in my top four and I regret it so bad. I was thinking that too when, oh. I, when I was watching. I was like, oof, maybe I placed them a little too high. <laughs> Uh, I believe they sit eighth or ninth in the table right now with uh, Brighton jumping them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're ninth in the table. Brighton just jumped us. Kudos to Brighton, man. They look great. Um, yeah, yeah, they're looking really good. March had a great game. Uh, McAllister, man, what a humble dude. Did you see him going around driving with his World Cup medal? Yeah. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, that was... I was pretty miserable watching yeah. that game. I mean, I, I, I kind of went into that game, you know, thinking it could be a rough one um, for Liverpool, just because like they do have a good amount of injuries to key players, and otherwise they just haven't been that, you know, great this year. Whereas Brighton's been looking pretty good, and um, I did not expect the three nil though that. That was a little bit much. <laughs> we just have no creativity to attack. Hence why yeah. I dropped Sala. Until they figure out something, um, all this hype around Jude Bellingham getting brought in has just disappeared. Where where did that go? Because that's all I yeah. saw during the World Cup is like Liverpool's going for their guy. And I truly believe if we got him, uh, mentality would change. Um, I think everyone would have a little bit more aggression and urgency. But yeah. we got Gokpo, which is great, but that's not what we needed. We didn't need another yeah. guy to be up top. Um, yeah, it's, I just like and like I feel bad for for Gokpo right now. Just uh, you know, he just came into the team, still kind of learning everyone and the the tactics and stuff. But he's like he's needed to play right now because of injuries. So he just is thrown up top for this game, which is not even his his normal position. <laughs> No, we we definitely threw him into the wolves. So yeah, like I I hope you know fans and everything also realize that and don't jump on him because not his fault. No way, he can't be a a great talent and you know have a lot of potential. So um, yeah, you just unfortunately joined Liverpool at a rough time, but oh well. Well, here's (laughs) here's our injury list: list Uh, Luis Diaz, Virgil, uh, Arthur Mello. LOL. We don't need to go there. Oh my Uh, god. forgot about it <laughs> his expected due back date is february 4th do you over or under i just feel like you won't even see him i don't yeah I don't, i'm with you i don't think we'll ever see him in a liverpool jersey uh diego jota uh nunez um and firmino all out aye, aye, aye. i don't know it's it yeah it's... i can't say I expected a 3-0 loss, but I do expect this season to kind of dwindle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I pray that Klopp is not going to be this, this person to blame, even though he did nothing in the midfield. I get that. Yeah. He was That's banking. What I was going to ask you. It's like mm-hmm. the safety of Klopp now is maybe starting to come into people's minds. But, but who would <laughs> replace him? Yeah, I don't know. And, and, you know, like we said at the start of the season, Liverpool's squad is was a championship-winning squad, and yeah, you kind of just want to let them age out for the most part. Like they they were really good. You want to kind of keep rolling with that and supplement where you can. And it's not necessarily Klopp's fault that transfers don't happen, and you know all that. So 
I think it'd be smart to hang on to him because yeah, who's your alternative right now? I don't know. I Stevie G. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, he's just you know Villa didn't work, but he was like not really trying because he was just saving himself for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'd be I'd be cool with uh, you know everyone just chilling out for the year. Make this yeah. the rebuild year. I mean, we had a. It's been five, six years of just nonstop going hard, oh. yeah. record-breaking point seasons while still losing uh, or coming in <laughs> second place. So it's like it's not like yeah. the team hasn't been trying these last half of a decade. Um, you know, Champions League final three out of the last four years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Somewhere around there. It's somewhere around that number. Um, so. I'm not surprised that this is kind of the end of an era, but a couple tweaks, maybe no Champions mm-hmm. League next year, and we're right back in it. I, at least I think so. This, yeah. this club is has enough depth, um, especially in the attacking, uh, in the attacking what front three or four, however they're going to throw it out there. Um, yeah. and, and Ox was playing the false nine, and I did like that a lot. Um, but again, it's just we just need some midfield tweaks, and I think we can be right back in it. Kanate is a great defender. Yeah. Uh, Robertson and Alexander Arnold are still super young. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Virgil. It's, it's really just that midfield. You know, you have some older, experienced guys, which is great. But I think, yeah, you do need to kind of supplement it with just some young, lively, like runners, right? Like people that can either create or just make the runs to pull defenders, which every which way. And um, yeah, I, I, I think Liverpool's future is still bright it's just you know this is not the season which will happen can't win can't let it become, yeah can't let it become like a every season now is just this or worse and I don't think that'll happen I think no, you know no, I don't think so either I think it's just one of those anomalies and um we all have to come to terms with it but again still, we still got a lot of games to go anything mm. can happen this was just a moment of oh shit <laughs> Oh shit! Um, But hey, it could be worse, Chad. We could be West Ham. We could be West Ham. Are they terrible or what? I don't know how David Moyes is still there. I don't know either. (laughs) Like at this point, it has to be he just negotiated some crazy, you know, package if he gets fired, so they don't want to pay it or something. (laughs) They have the most losses in Premier League. it It does make sense, like. That squad maybe didn't compete last year, but you know was was decent. Like it, I did get nervous going up against West Ham last last year, and all of a sudden they come into this season, make a few signings, and are worse. <laughs> Good signings too. It wasn't like yeah, they were yeah. shit signings. No, yeah, I thought they did some pretty good work in the transfer market, but yeah, they finished two points under Man United last year. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they were kind of on that outside of the, the top six, you know, uh, so, the big six. But yeah, I know I'm, we're all worked up over Liverpool, man. We just got to look at the Leicesters and the, the yeah. West Ham's and the Everton's who've just like fallen off. So, um, credit to Wolves though. Wolves got out of relegation zone. Yeah, yeah, I think they're, uh, they're finally starting to kind of get something together. Um, still not the Wolves of, a couple seasons ago, but. I mean, they're one of those teams, too, where they have enough talented players on there. They just got to get it to click. Now, are you a believer in Brentford getting to top six? 
Brentford in top six. Where where do they sit right now? The standings are crazy tight. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Tottenham fifth at thirty three. Fulham mm-hmm. six at thirty one, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Brighton yeah. seventh thirty. Brentford eighth twenty twenty nine points, and then Liverpool ninth twenty eight points. And Liverpool and Brighton are two games down from Fulham. Uh, they each have eighteen. Fulham has twenty games played, and then Brighton with eighteen. And Tottenham with 19. So until we, I think after this next week, everyone will be level again. On uh, let's go out of these five teams: Tottenham, Fulham, Brighton, Brentford, Liverpool. Who do you have at the five six? Five six. Let's make it fun. Uh, let's throw Chelsea in there too because they're tenth. Yeah, that's fair. Um, five six. I think. <laughs> I think. Do you want current forms? No. Because Tottenham ain't it. I know. That's what I'm trying to figure out where to place them. <laughs> I'm going to say. You know what? I'm just going to go for it here. Um, I think Brighton is going to jump their way up to five. Yeah, that's what I just wrote down. Um. I think Tottenham might survive in sixth. Really? Yeah. Um, Even after this weekend and what you saw? Well, it's, it's Tottenham every week, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's every week they're not going to make sixth! <laughs> yeah, but but every week they somehow grind out the win, and this week they finally we put a stop to it. So, so. you don't think Fulham can hold that sixth spot? I don't think so why not um i don't know i like they they looked really well organized against newcastle this week um but but i don't know that there's enough like attacking creativity in there to like really push them through on some games like they their only goal in this week was (laughs) was Mitrovic and he had a little slip in there and <laughs> dude we didn't leave the house until that PK happened and I was like Chris I just want to watch the PK before we go she's like great yeah I was like yeah let's go and I was like well, I was like we we're like locking up and I was like what's I didn't have sound on I was like what's happening like, well, I was like what's happening and I, I looked at it and I didn't see him kick the ball and it hit his other foot but I was like come on now now hang on they gotta crack down on teams messing with the PK spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I think that whole situation wouldn't have happened had uh, Newcastle players not been scuffing up the spot and stuff. Like that was pretty, like pretty obvious. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, isn't that a pretty easy thing to do as a referee to stand on the PK spot and be like, everyone, think, back yeah. off! If you touch this, you get a yellow. Yeah, I I think that's probably the way they're going to do it is just, you know, ref, you have to impose yourself. You're already making this potentially controversial call. I get it. But like, you got to still allow this to be a a fair opportunity for the the team that was fouled, right? So protect the spot and, you know, it'll have been beat up a little bit just through the run of play. That's fine. But yeah, when guys go over there and are purposefully you know chopping it up and and making it just 
a mess. Like sportsmanship, my it. ass. Like come yeah. on, I, it, it just blows it blows my mind that players can do that and get away with it. And I get it. Yeah. Like if you're not doing it, you're not trying hard. But at the same time, like the Mitrovic situation. Now, granted, he might just suck at those because he does have a record for really blowing PKs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that one was just like. I don't know. How do you kick a ball and, and slip and then have it hit your other foot and then still go in the goal, which is just wild. Um, yeah. So, like, I kind of had a similar situation to you where I was, like, this game was before the um, Arsenal-Tottenham game. So, like, right. I was watching it, but, you know, it, it was early. So I was, like, kind of in and out of a little bit of a sleep here and there. And I woke up, watched this PK go in, and then, like, fell back asleep. I was like, oh, cool. Like, that should kind of be the game maybe. And then woke up at the end and it was, you know, one nil to Newcastle. And I was like, did I just dream the PK or like, I was so confused. <laughs> I had to go look back and like, you had sent some messages and stuff. And I was like, Oh, weird. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I've never seen a double yeah. kick. Um, I do not because I just picked Mitrovic in our league. I think it's a little harsh to call that a miss. Yeah, I, I would agree, yeah. He didn't miss it. He just fucked yeah. up. Yeah, I, I don't know what you would call it, you know, statistically, but um, to, you know, as stat tracking to call it a miss, I think is pretty harsh. <laughs> it should just be uh, a, uh, I don't know, unsuccessful PK or something, right? Like, <laughs> he, But, like, in, in the ref's head, and I would think in the play-by-play, it was, I, I would call it, I, we'll have to look up the exact rule, but like striker interference or like something along those lines. Yeah. Not penalty missed, because the penalty never really happened. Unless they're saying the double touch thing is part of a PK kick, and I, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, I, I guess... It hurt me a little inside to yeah, have to go I through mean, that. Yeah, I think their kind of thinking is that you have the PK and like, Yes, it happens, but you took it the kick and now it doesn't count, so like you missed it. But yeah, it, it's harsh. <laughs> you just chose your team at the wrong time. <laughs> I was so pumped the night before. I was like, this is it. Like, line change. Uh, injury news for Bruno. Um, the quote is he was very distressed. He was in a lot of, pain, a lot of pain. He twisted his ankle. He felt he could run it off in the end. He needed to be withdrawn. That sucks. See, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering how this will evolve because, like, he he rolled it at like yeah, 15, 16 minutes in, and you know from the replay, it's it looks a pretty good roll. Um, but then yeah, he kind of comes back on right away and is a little tender, and for the rest of the half, didn't do too much. Like, looked a little bit uncomfortable, but they left him out there to play another 30 minutes, mm-hmm. so. I don't think it would have been that bad or, you know, Bruno's just running on, on the um, adrenaline of the game and everything and thinks he's doing fine. And then it's just making it worse. (laughs) Well, they got, they got new cat. I'm sorry. They got crystal palace next. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't play him that game. Um, It's probably a good, yeah, I'd say probably a good bet. You, you rest him. Like it's, that should be a winnable game for you. Yeah, and then when they come back from uh, the cup, 
they'll have West Ham and Bournemouth. So they have a pretty easy schedule coming up. Okay. So yeah. we'll see if he gets brought back. Um, yeah, I just had bad timing. That was awful. Yeah. Um, Joachim Anderson from, from Crystal Palace too. Calf injury. Uh, there's no news on that though, besides Vieira saying it did not look good. But I'm like, that's so vague. That, yeah. can, that can mean so many things. I mean, yeah. And just thinking with uh, Tomiyasu on Arsenal, he had a calf injury and it, he was out for like couple months so it could be bad or it could just be you know a little strain or something so if i have to make two subs next <laughs> this week i'm gonna I, I i think i'm going to if those guys aren't playing for months i'm going to yeah you gotta keep an eye on that for sure oh that's so painful <laughs> so painful what a joke um i still am on chelsea being a joke yeah, yeah. After what, watching like, Fulham, Joe Felix didn't uh, sway your opinion of them. Well, I think he looked really good. Don't get me wrong. I think his challenge was the dumbest thing you could possibly yeah. do in your debut. Um, but I thought he was kind of the bright, shining moment for Chelsea, and I would be very happy uh, <laughs> when we see him back in what three weeks or so. So, yeah. what was God, what an idiot? Why would he do that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he definitely looked good, um, especially compared to like how Chelsea attack has looked mm-hmm. previously. But well, I guess we'll have to wait to see how he really meshes with the team because <laughs> he's got a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and maybe it'll be good for him to just be in training and like, yeah, I don't know, work out the simple things. Kind of like it's like Gakpo that kind of just threw him in there. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Felix looked pretty good. Um, all right, is it time to talk about your boys? Well, we didn't even finish your five, six, seven. Oh, mine? Let's... Oh, 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 yeah. Let's keep going. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm doing Brentford. I got the double Bs in the five, six. Mm. So that leaves, okay. that leaves Fulham because I, I'm also going to stand <laughs> with Liverpool being fourth because <laughs> they were in my top four, and I think I had yeah. them. I think I had them third or fourth. Let me look at my notes. I'm pretty sure I had them. I think I was, I was feeling myself last week, and I think I had him at third. But uh, we'll call him fourth right now. Um, okay. So then we have Fulham, Chelsea, and who am I missing here? The Tater Tots. Yes. Oh, and the Spurs because I don't have them in. Uh, in top six. So. Yeah, Spurs aren't making my top six. So let's go. I'm going to keep Chelsea at 10th. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're moving. I'm going to bring Fulham down to 9th. We're going to go Tottenham at 8th. Do I have my numbers right here? 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah, Brighton and Brentford 4, 5. Who am I missing? Fulham? Um... Well, what? Because you have Liverpool at four, right? Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, let's just start from the top. I have it written down better here. I'll have Liverpool, Mm. four, Brighton, five, Brentford, six, Fulham, seventh, uh, Tottenham, eighth. Yeah, we'll call Chelsea ninth. That's fine. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. I don't think Chelsea's going to move much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... They, they they made some signings and oh they spent so much money 
they they got a win this weekend, so <laughs> maybe Barely. they're moving up now. Ah, they yeah. lost. They lost to Fulham four days, yeah. five days ago, and then they beat Palace. It's nothing for me. That's nothing special. Um, yeah. And only beating them one nil uh, after Crystal Palace's best defender went out. It's fair. And Crystal Palace did have a lot of good looks. They just could not get the ball in the in the net. So yeah, how many shots on target did they end up putting? Five with God, how many freaking shots? Two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven shots with a ton of yellows. So Dang. they were aggressive. Um, it just didn't work out for them. Yeah. So and you're sticking with Brighton at five, and you're going Tottenham six. Yeah, Brighton. Tottenham. Are you going to keep Liverpool in your top four? Late season run. <laughs> Solid comes alive. Solid just put the team on his back. And I mean, at this point, he's going to have to. <laughs> um, no, see, I, I think, I think Newcastle will take fourth. Whoa. And I think Brighton, I'll go Brighton, Liverpool, Spurs. Yeah, get out of here, Tottenham. Then probably mm, Fulham, Chelsea, Brentford. <laughs> wow, Brentford at the at the nine spot? Yeah, I mean, they, they look good, but... Uh, Ivan Tony, man. Know. Ivan Tony. Yeah, but he kind of goes hot and cold, and if he can stay consistent, I think they have a chance of staying higher. But yeah, I don't know. You don't think his, I, his I, goal output is consistent enough? I understand they come in batches right now, but I mean, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he, that's he, looks, he looks better. I mean, he's getting—I don't say he's getting better, but I think he looks—he looks pretty good. He's definitely motivated. Thirteen goals on the season, seventeen yeah. appearances—that's solid. Yeah. I, I don't know, just... Brentford still feels a little too... I don't know, they, they just they feel too, like, mid-table team still. Not not enough to really challenge up higher. They don't have that marquee player. Um, oh. I mean, Tony is arguably their best, but, um, yeah, they don't really have, like, a number two, or at least a name. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy. Like, yeah, he can carry yeah. them. So I, I, I understand that. I think they're... I feel like they're kind of in like that West Ham phase where West Ham kind of like shot up in the standings, stayed there for a while. We'll see what they can hold on to and then hopefully not go to where West Ham is now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. Any other notable games besides um, the one we're all dying to talk about here? No, I mean, nothing else is too... Sp- I mean, I guess Forrest winning over Leicester is a little surprising, but... It's also just been Lester this season is is doing that. Pretty, so pretty Lestery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think everything else is pretty expected. I, it, I, I, as much as I love Vardy, man, it's time to. Oh yeah. Let yeah. the man he, rest. He's done. He can make you know a late game sub just to give your starting striker a rest. But I know I don't understand why he's playing the full game at thirty six years old. Like. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers effect. Does he want out? Back <laughs> to Liverpool. Play. I don't know. 
I think Rogers was trying to get out for a long time now, but then Lester said, "Look, man, we're not paying you to leave. You gotta stay." <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. There's six teams right now within two points of the bottom three. Yeesh, it's ugly down there. Ugly. I feel like we we normally get a, a bigger split by this point, right? Like you normally kind of have games in, yeah. One or two that are like, oh yeah, they're definitely going down, which. Guess you kind of maybe do here, like you know, Bournemouth is on a downward trend. Um, I mean, Wolves were, but finally starting to pick it up. Like, yeah, they've won two out of the last six with a draw in there too. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Everton, yeah. West Ham, Southampton, all at the bottom of fifteen. Yeesh. Ugly. Yeah. Ugly. Okay, so so before we talk about this subject, I have to mm-hmm. do this project for school, and it's it's about positive leadership. And the question of the prompt was like, who who in your life or who have you seen as a positive coach? And list the reasons why. And Kristen goes, "You're gonna do Arteta, right?" <laughs> <laughs> Dang! I look at her. I was like, "Dude, killing she me!" She bought in, you know, killing me, man. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we watched. We watched about half that game in the car, uh, and then just did a couple updates while we were at brunch and stuff. But we saw the soccer goal. Uh, was that the weirdest goal of? The, I mean, I don't say of the season because we've seen just a lot of weird stuff go on. But yeah, that was a weird one by Hugo. Uh, I mean, for me, I feel like it should be counted as soccer's goal. Not I think so goal. too. Because it to me, it, it like. It, while it, it may have been a cross technically, I don't know, but like Hugo's the one that messes up the save, right? So is that just not like if it was a normal shot and it hit his hand and went in? Like why? Why? Why is that? Yeah, so if he catches that ball, is it a claim or a, or a save? I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I guess by these rules or these metrics, no. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't understand that one either. I don't know why it was granted to him. Fantasy-wise, I'm so happy it wasn't because um, I needed a break, and that was my one break. Yeah, uh, yeah but I mean, I, I think for the game itself, it was maybe better to happen as an own goal because now he's already made this critical error early on. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's going to be feeling a little shaky, and, you know, maybe his back line will feel a little bit shaky now too um but yeah i mean like that's i don't think Sokka hit it overly hard or anything either it just kind of right to him and he just like 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 uh i don't know dolphin fin or like whale fins <laughs> tried to catch it like <laughs> he was at sea world right now yeah for sure um i you know i didn't get to watch a huge portion of that game um but what what was tottenham doing to just just to suck like (laughs) as far as i know i looked at the stats and the heat map and everything and there wasn't anything special i mean um like it's literally the same tottenham performance we've seen all season that first half they're just miserable like no one looks up for it no good passing no good runs you know they let in the first goal, which I think is pretty standard for them at this point. Um, I think the stat at the start of the game was 
27 of Tottenham's 37 goals had come in the second half. How, how many? 27 of 37? Yeah. Oh. So, and like, that makes sense because so many of these games, they go in at half, either down or, you know, nil-nil and, you know, grind out the win. So, cool, it, it, that worked out. But, I mean, yeah, I, at this point, like, I don't know if it's being coached this way to come out and just like, we're just going to kind of be out there and see how the other team plays and then we'll adapt at halftime but i wouldn't think you would want to do that <laughs> that's conte man no that i i think it is i think conte's think so? yeah i don't think conte's used to being like down i think he's so mm-hmm. used to going into halftime uh being even mm-hmm. and then making that second half push which is which is obviously what we're seeing problem is he's going down into halftime yeah. Consistently, obviously, there's you know they're scoring ten goals in the first half uh, this season out of the first twenty games. That's pretty miserable. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's not a good look. I didn't. Know I mean, that. yeah. That's fascinating. Um, I, I yeah. I don't know. And I would think, you know, if it is being coached that way, I'm surprised we don't see or hear more backlash from players. Um, in in the dressing room or at training and stuff, um, and if it's not being coached that way, then I think you have a pretty big question on your hands. Of okay, well, if the players don't want to follow Conte's game plan from the start, like you gotta get them out of there, right? Because no one's listening to him at this point. And while yeah, you're you're sitting in an okay position right now. Just think if you played the full 90 minutes like you do the second halves, like you could probably be in an even better position. <laughs> so and I like uh, to I like to think of the mentality of it, too. It's it's a lot harder to catch up rather than go up and then yeah, have yeah. the other team catch up. So I don't know it'd be, if that is Conte's mentality. Why not reverse it? And in the first half, do what you're doing in the second half and score yeah. 27 goals in the first half to then be in yeah. front of your opponents. Um, yeah, that's, that's a bit mind boggling. I, yeah, but that's, I mean, I think that's, that, that's the Italian way. Italian Syria Oz always been defend heavy. They started yeah. the five at the back. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think at this point, like, I think Conte's contract is up in the summer. Yeah. So I think Spurs are just going to see it out. So they don't have to pay him any like severance package sort of deal. Brandon um, Rogers to Tottenham. Could I? I could see it. <laughs> now, hmm. what team he'll have? I don't know because I don't think Kane will stay. <laughs> I think Sun's gone. Sun is the one that I could maybe see stay, but he's clearly not loving life under Conte. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess Richarlison will stay because they just bought him. Um. Kulisevsky is technically alone right now, but they have the option to buy, and I think they I think will we'll buy. because yeah. he's been like their best player behind Kane. Um, but I mean, yeah, like Hugo's kind of on his way out, right? Like he retired from international football, so you think maybe he's almost wanting to be done at least in the starting position. You know, back line is. Okay, like Romero's decent. Uh, he'll, he'll, he's a new signing, so he'll stay for at least a little bit. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Guys like Deer and and even Doherty who just got there. Um, I mean, they have a pretty young squad, so this wouldn't be the worst thing to get off Kane. Um, yeah. And kind of do a little rebuild. Um, it'd be interesting to see though where Kane would end up. I I, I am United. It's got to be United at this point, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, um. I mean, yeah, they just beat City, but you got to compete with City and Hollands, and I don't think Voot Veghorst is going to be your answer to that. Um, and I mean, Kane, I think he'll be 30. He'll have dedicated almost his whole career to Tottenham. And it just didn't... I mean, I mean he's had some success personally in his career, which is great, but like, I think he would want to end with some... Something in Glory. the trophy cap, right? Like <laughs> you know who's so, you know who he reminds me of is is Robin Van Persie. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So like you know, Van Persie had that long spell at Arsenal and did a lot, but unfortunately, Arsenal couldn't really get over the line for a lot of their competitions. And yeah, and then he goes to United and wins it the first season. So <laughs> would, it would not surprise me if Kane made that move and and United yeah. win next season. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like you just said, probably a good time to just fully start your rebuild, right? Like mm-hmm. you have pieces, you, you have pieces yeah, you, to do it around. Yeah, and so I mean, it, it Conte will probably go. You'll bring in a new manager, so you know you can kind of start to form to that vision or or what what whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess getting back to the match, like. Sun was invisible as he has been all season. Um, Kane popped up in moments, but um, just couldn't couldn't get past Ramsdale. Who Ramsdale had a great game. Great had, game. Um, Ten saves. And Is that had, the number? Well, it's like seven saves, but mm. there's like two claims, ah. one stop or something. Yeah, um, or punch. Um, and I mean to to keep the clean sheet away from home at Tottenham. This is the, the first time Arsenal's won at, at away at Tottenham since 13-14 when Arteta played. I like, saw that. Eight years. That's crazy. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I guess it kind of makes sense for these Derby matches. Like, the home team is always kind of the favored one, regardless of fo- form on the season. But, um, I mean, yeah, Arsenal just dominated the first half. Like, Tottenham was getting nowhere near them. Second half, I think, was a little bit less comfortable, but um, it felt like one of those where if if Tottenham had got a goal, then Arsenal just turns it back on, and it, I think Arsenal is always coming away with the win here. Is Odegaard the man? Is he going to be the man of that club for like the next Oof. five to ten years? Man, I hope so. Like, <laughs> he's just <laughs> like it. He's. He was always good, like the last season and a half or so that we've had him. And then this season, he's just, I think, really just turned it up a, to a different level. He's, you know, scoring more, assisting, um, just Confident. being that, yeah, being that creative player. And he's just, he's linking up with everyone perfectly. And I mean, he's, uh, as far as what I've read, is kind of that, like, more quiet leader and like lead by example kind of guy. Whereas like Jaka's your more like 
boisterous, loud, aggressive leader. Um, good to have so both. I think, yeah, I think both of them working together is probably a pretty good um, matchup. But I mean, Odegaard just it's just getting better, and, and I'm loving it. Do you remember? Do you remember watching videos of him when we were like little kids? Not little kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were. He was a little kid. We were kind of little kids too. Uh, yeah, that was that was. It's crazy to see his his uh, his arc into stardom and uh, where he started and Real Madrid fools. They always do that, man. They're so impatient. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like at a certain level when you know you can just kind of get any player. Like like a Barcelona, like Barcelona was terrible for a few years, but people players were still like, no, I gotta Attracted. go to Barca because it's Barca, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, like I get it, but I think yeah, at the same time, you sold Odegaard to Arsenal for thirty million, and Thank you, you. could have got a lot more. <laughs> they seem to do that with their midfielders. Yeah, to happen. Um, I I really just want to talk about the end of the game and all the the craziness yeah. that that occurred um from ramsdale talking shit to richarlson even even martinelli giving him a little little dig and no high five returned um richarlson you know i think he should have handled that a little bit better because he's so emotional when it comes to the game and he should understand that if he's that emotional people are going to be emotional back to him and the fact that he's Uh retaliating with dumb slaps to aaron and like Kudos to Ramsdale, man. He was just like, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, But then the fan, the audacity of the fan to come running in there and and kick him. That's just stupid. Like, not only only are there enough cameras and people around you that, like, someone's going to find out it was you, but you're going to get banned from that stadium for life, probably. Because you kicked him, it could be, like, an assault charge, and then now you have, like, a legal issue. You know, it just... Over over a, 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 I get a rivalry match. I get you know there's tension and passion and all that stuff. But like, come on, Chad. What would it take for you to kick a professional football player? What would it What would it take? I could never because I know they'll kick me like ten times harder. <laughs> did you now? Did you see the post game highlight with Ramsdale talking about it? Yeah. He's like, I felt a fan punch me. And he's like, dude, that he is must be so strong where a kick felt like a punch because it makes yeah. sense. He feels professional kicks all day long, and he thought this little wimpy kick was a punch because he just doesn't know strength of normal humans' legs. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just unfortunate. Like, I'm glad it didn't turn into anything bigger, and you know, both teams. It's it could have. Like we're we're pretty good at like keeping everyone separated and stuff. Um, but the the scenes of Arteta running over and like my dragging people back and my stuff. Did you, see, did you see him chasing Jaka? Yeah, <laughs> he had to go full sprint for that one. He's like, I know this guy could like murder this kid. So do <laughs> those. He had his. I bet his skinny jeans are not skinny anymore because he had to really stretch them out. Uh, that was that was Kristen's well. favorite part um, was him chasing after him. That was like <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and I mean then. I think the team would have went and celebrated with the away fans anyway, but I think they went over there and celebrated like 10 times harder than they were had planned to after that. Like you got the home fans just so riled up over nothing. Like Ramsdale, he, he, he likes to do the little shithousery sort of stuff. And like, 
but the fans do it to you all game. Yeah, like, he, he acknowledged that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But and at the end of the game, he, you know, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, he kissed the badge and whatever, and you know, then he's just walking over to grab his water bottle, and it all kind of erupts. But like, I don't know. It, it was just a funny turn of events, and I think Richarlson being involved in that is just better because he doesn't need to get that invested in that at that point like i get you can be upset with the loss and stuff but at the end of the day you're you're not going to win every game you know it's just how it goes you win some you lose some and shake hands at the end of the end of the game it, it's moments like that where harry kane just going get me the fuck out of here yeah i mean get me out of it's, here it's, yep yeah, but uh, I mean, overall, great day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't complain. Uh, there's no way you can't complain. Um, ben White had a good statistical game as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I read that I read that right. Eight clearances, three blocks, clean sheet. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. He's been excellent. Mind-boggling. He didn't get to play in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other story. Um, as far as next week goes. Man United, Crystal Palace on Wednesday. That's going to be an mm-hmm. exciting one. Uh, City Tottenham on Thursday. We've got Liverpool Chelsea next week. Uh, and then Arsenal Man United. Those are, yeah. the, those are the big, those are the key ones that I'm going to hopefully be able to watch. I think every single one I should be able to get Thanks. my eyes on. Um, and then a lot of like mid table matchups, which mm-hmm. eh, I'm not like super excited about. Um, I think a lot of them you kind of can decide the winner. We got relegation zone battles though. West Ham and oh, yeah. Everton. Ooh, that yeah, could be yeah, that could be good. That actually be like a decider for the end of the season on who moves forward. Yeah. Um, and then Newcastle and Palace, I think, will be interesting, um, especially if Anderson can come back. And then we got City and Wolves, which we haven't seen Holland score in two games. Yeah, does he bounce back against the Wolves or? Um... I think he could. Like I, I he feel like should, part, right? he, he should, right? He should. Yeah. I feel like part of his issue for this game is he just hadn't really played in a little bit. Like he sat out the whole FA Cup match and only came on for like the last 30 minutes of their League Cup match. So he just like maybe just out of that like match game mode mm-hmm. like fitness and like this was kind of his first match back. So I mean, I think Wolves, you, you should be able to win and, and get Holland back on the score sheet, but I don't know. I'd be okay with City collapsing. <laughs> now, there's no way City drops out of the top four, right? Because they aren't too far away from being out of it. They really no, no, aren't. It's, it's still pretty tight, so I would think no. But if this is really just Holland going on a a drought, you know, then uh oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if he bounces back with the hat trick in this game, we're gonna be like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Here they are. They still they're still hanging. Yeah. I mean, they they got to get through Tottenham, which is always kind of their bogey team. Two so. times in the next week. Yeah. So I mean, let's let's go Tottenham on on Thursday. You know, see what you can do. But those. Those are almost at least one of the two is a must-win game for Tottenham. Oh yeah, you for can't, sure. If you drop both, you're in trouble. trouble. Yeah. So I don't know. I think you know United. 
Arsenal, it's the only loss for Arsenal this season was away at United. And, you know, there there was the incorrectly called off goal that maybe could have changed that game. But, um, you know, Arsenal at home is, has been pretty good. And we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm just hoping Crystal Palace gives them, like, a, a good run for their money during the midweek and tires them out a little bit more. But, um I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling confident still. It's you know, this Arsenal team still looks good and we'll have the the full week to rest. So and then after uh these next couple weeks weeks, the beginning of March, we don't see any more weekday games for the EPL. So I think that's when it's going to get really dicey. Um because I mean, we'll all be on the same page. That's when teams are all yeah. level up on games and if you're not in the cup tournaments or Champions League, like it's strictly Saturday and Sundays, so yeah, I, wow. I think that's going to be really exciting. I think we get one little blip blip in May um, with a couple weekday games, but like it's like one or two teams. It's nothing special. So Saturdays and Sundays are going to be busy for EPL and us. Oh, so we'll have to get back in this yeah. like you know trade off. I, I, we're done traveling. I'm pretty sure we're chilling <laughs> on weekends now. I'm so over getting out. Like and I got school starting. Like life's freaking crazy. Um, yeah. I got like 20 things going at once uh, with Hooligans pitch being top priority, of course. Yeah. So, again, this is this is my therapy. This is I love talking. I love talking to you. I love talking about this. But uh, yeah. I want to get some guests on here hopefully soon. Um, mm-hmm. I got I got to talk to some peoples, and uh, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep this thing going. But we got Champions League starting in a month. I think so. Yeah, I think normally February. And there's normally that like Valentine's Day, yeah, right around there, kicks back up. It's gotta be soon, right? It's gotta be. Um, we'll have to look up those dates and decide on our teams. We should do our teams live next time we talk. Mm-hmm. We should uh, announce our teams because okay. I need a big comeback. Um, <laughs> and then after tonight, too, I'll, I'll release a halfway point email saying, "Get mm-hmm. you, yeah. get get your rosters in because because yeah. things are moving." And uh, a lot of comebacks, though. People are making moves, and, and I think the standings are getting a little bit tighter. Above, yeah. above 900, up to 1,000. Um, I don't know. Chris and Ryan haven't made moves, and I think that's not good for them. So hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, I mean, they you know, were fortunate enough to have a good lead on most of the table, so they could wait, but... Uh... I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it might have been smarter to make an early move and, and increase your lead potentially, but unless you're me. Well, yeah, that's just <laughs> unlucky. <laughs> it is what it is, Chad. Yeah. All so right. you got uh, oh. goals for the week, players for the week. Oh my gosh, I totally am crazy on that. Well, uh, Sunny March is my. My player of the week for sure because he just dominated the Liverpool midfield and two goals, one assist. Um, amazing yeah. performance by him. My goal of the week, I got to give it to Odegaard, man. Yeah, I, I had him on my list. That was sweet. Um, His left foot is just money. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad he's shooting more because, I mean, yeah, his his left foot's really good and um, it looks like for a while there he was kind of playing that that Ozil role of just like look for the pass oh. before the shot, which is not always the greatest choice. Um, Y'all get so lucky I mean, with left-footed midfielders <laughs> from from Real, you know. 
from Real. Jeez, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Odegaard's goal is great. Um, James Ward-Prowse is free kick. Oh, Always he crazy. He would show up right now. If he keeps yeah. Southampton alive... Uh, he might do it. That guy's Southampton through and through. It's amazing. If he ever... He, I feel like he's never going to leave that club. I would think not at this point. Like I, I would, I would assume teams have poked around at him in past transfer windows because he's always been the brightest spot of Southampton easily. And you know, n- not only is he a good mil- midfielder and experienced, but his free kicks is like almost every single one seems to go in <laughs> or at least force a good save. You know, but. Uh, yeah, I uh, solely March's second goal where he's kind of like running across goal and then kicks it back across was pretty nice. And then good old Welbeck with the little pop up over the that was really Liverpool cool. player and that made me more <laughs> sad than anything. But it definitely <laughs> wet. I, I gave like a oh like one of those like oh my god, dude. It's hard yeah. to believe that guy's still around. Um, all right, so give me one, though, because then uh, we'll make a little template for them to throw um, on Instagram. I mean, since, since you had Odegaard, I think let's just roll with that. Okay, so cool. We, we both had him on the list. so I, It was just money. It was just a great shot. And, like, to put up 2-0, like, against yeah. your, your rival, that's – I'm big on context. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be a really special goal, but doesn't mean much. I feel like that goal, oh, yeah. like, cemented – the victory and was like, yeah, okay. They're like, they're here to play. So yeah, that's just where I stand team of the week. We're going Arsenal too. Um, yeah. We might be saying that a lot. And then <laughs> player of the week. Are you good with, uh, with March? Yeah, I'd, I'd go March. Um, the other shouts I had were James Ward Prowse and then just Ramsdale for being a rock at the back. But yeah, I mean, Rams- we've, for- we've forgiven it to two Arsenal players. Yeah. Arsenal we can't things. Do all we- Arsenal. No, 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 no. And let me punish <laughs> Liverpool a little bit here. Um, <laughs> James Ward Prowse would have been a nod for me, but more context going against uh, Everton. Mm-hmm. And they know it's, it's Everton. Brian yeah. going up against Poole. That's, that's kind of a bigger deal. So um, yeah, cool. Let's make some templates. Let's uh, get some stuff on Instagram. Let the people know. I'm ready, I'm ready to market us, man. Let's go. For real. Um, speaking of marketing, you want to talk Chelsea transfers real quick? Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay. I just, I'm, I'm just gonna ask you, how many players have Chelsea signed since Todd Bowley took over? When did he? What was the date? What was the official date? Um, I think it was officially like June or July or something okay. like that. But he he had like, pretty much the whole trans or summer transfer window to to play with. <laughs> Can you give me a hint? <laughs> is it double digits? Because I think it is double digits. Okay, okay. Thirteen. Ooh, close. 14. Oh, man. I can almost list them, but I... They, they just they just signed Mudrick. You forgot I, about No, him. I had him. I had him. I'm missing someone, I think, from the summer. Do you have the list? I don't have the list. I didn't care that much. But... Oh, I, I, I kind of care. <laughs> well, while you're looking that up, 14 players, almost 400 million pounds, and now like a six-month period. Almost 400 million pounds. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> It's 10th place, baby. Yeah, like, 
yeah. I get, you know, their injury list is pretty significant now too. So you're maybe making some signings to cover that, but like to be able to spend that kind of money in, in such a small time frame is just ridiculous. Like, and especially this, this Mudrick deal, like, as far as was was reported, like Arsenal was pretty much the only real contender until Chelsea came in and just said, "Throw the money at you." Okay, cool, we'll take him. Like, which I get for the clubs and the players. Like, you want to get as much money as you can, but it's just it's just wild what they're doing right now. This is crazy. Looking at this, <laughs> I'm on I'm on transfer market and just mm-hmm. looking at the uh, the arrivals. Um, yeah, yeah. You said there was. 14? Oh, I guess the end of... Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we got Zachariah. Mm-hmm. Solina, which is a keeper. Mm-hmm. Felix. Uh, David Datro Fofana. Different one. Bayamang. Santos. Shukwek Maka. Not sure who he is. He's a youngin. Uh, mm-hmm. Koulibaly. Uh, Batty Shiel from Monaco. Uh, Sterling. Kukurela. Mudrik Fofana. That's 13, Chad. Where's my 14? Uh, you're going to make me look this up, huh? Yeah, I am. Okay. So, and this is starting July 1. Let's see. We miss, who, who am I missing here? Uh, Sterling. Did you say Sterling? I, I said Sterling. Sterling, Koulibaly, Slonina, Chukwameka, um, Kukurela. Kasadi, Kas- Kasadi, uh, maybe a youngin, but he's on the list. Wait, when did, do you have the date? August nineteenth. He's a midfielder. They signed him for thirteen point three million. I don't know. Say, say his last name again. Kasad, C A S A D E I. Okay, he's not on transfer market, so. He might be a youngin then, but okay. they paid you know thirteen million for him. So okay, um, yeah, Wesley Fofana, Abamyang, Zakaria, David Datro Fofana, uh, Badia Shile, Santos, Felix, Mudrik, fourteen. Ah, we'll call it thirteen, fourteen. We're well, we're right there. Thirteen or fourteen, almost four hundred million euros. These guys are getting ridiculous. That's so stupid. You you know how how big their their squad is right now? Oh well, they've always had a crazy big squad because of all the loans. So I'm gonna say 65. You're you're going too big. Damn, much I, too big. I think it was like, at some point something crazy like that though. Like Premier League. Oh, Premier League size squad. Mm. Is there a limit? I thought you had to limit it. Maybe you don't. I'm gonna say 32. Yeah, they're at 32. Um, the only team they have less than is Forest with 33. Wow. <laughs> so remember, after all the signings of Forest, and we were like, they just got the most players. Uh, they, what the they, hell? They spent like 120 million too. It wasn't even anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, maybe it was a little bit more than that, but it wasn't anything yeah. like this. And, you know, Chelsea's right there with them. Just, I mean, having spent more, but better players, I guess. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. Um, but then they are doing a, a interesting thing in the football world, at least, with these really long contracts. Have you seen that? Yes. The Mudrick contract yeah. is really eight and a half Mudrick, years. 
eight and a half years. Um, from what I saw, his like base pay is like a hundred k a week, but then there's like performance add-ons and stuff. So, okay. um, but then yeah, I think all the other new ones are like six, six and a half, seven years. Like they're doing hmm. the long contracts, which okay, yeah, you can kind of justify some of your pricing then over those years, but like. Is this a, a, a safe move from Chelsea or a stupid move from Chelsea? Well, if I'm going to compare it to any sport, baseball is doing something very similar right now where they're essentially signing guys to 10 to 13-year contracts. Um, example, Giants just tried to sign a 28-year-old shortstop to a 13-year, $330 million contract, which would mean his contract would end when he was 42 years old. However, that contract was voided because he had some ankle problems and then the New York Mets tried to sign him for a little lesser of a deal said, Oh, this guy's ankle is fucked up. Sent him back to the team that he came from and ended up signing like a six year, $200 million contract. So Mm -hmm. there are pros and cons. Um, Injury history is a huge concern. Luckily Mm -hmm. it sounds like Mudrick doesn't have this, this history of injuries, which, um, but he's only played at a professional level for, like 30 years. games. Yeah, some some <laughs> silly. How old is he? Um, I don't know how old. He's he's definitely young. I think 22 maybe. So um for, for me the problem with that is the sample size of games he's played. You don't know if well, this guy's going to be a good well, that, a great that, I mean, player for eight and a half sample, years. Sample size is small and the league he's played professionally in is the Ukrainian league, which Yeah, no disrespect, but no, I mean, yeah, they, they, you know, get a team or two in the Champions League and they play like they, they don't they bottle out just roll over. But, you know, it's like Premier League is just levels higher than that. And I mean, that was kind of Arsenal's deal with the price like uh, Shakhtar wanted. I think they wanted like 100 million or something. And um, Arsenal was just not going to get anywhere close to that. And I think. The last offer Arsenal made was like, um, I think like forty-five million up front, and then another like twenty in add-ons or something. Um, and I think Chelsea's offer was like sixty-two up front with another like fifteen twenty in in add-ons. Hmm. So it's like they didn't get their hundred million necessarily, but like even to pay sixty million for a basically unproven player at the top level is kind of wild. <laughs> And then to sign him for eight and a half years. So, I mean, if if his salary stays at a hundred thousand a week for, you know, the the eight and a half years, it's not a terrible loss. But at the same time, if if he gets blows his ACL and is not the same player, you're paying him that for nothing for you know another seven years or whatever. Like, here's what's gonna happen, Chad. If if he does play up to that level. And he's going to say, you know what? I deserve more. I'm going to hold yeah. out. I'm not going to play for you anymore until you uh, renegotiate my contract. That, yeah. that is, that's such an I mean, athlete move right now in any sport. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to play. Get rid of me. Trade me. Uh, f- fix things to make it better or else I'm sitting out. There's a lot of power right now in players. Um, rightfully so. They're the ones making yeah. the club money. Um, but I just think there's this I am bigger than the club mentality for almost all professional sports right now. Um, that's a little terrifying to show how much control and power they might have 
Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is now like the new trend to guarantee themselves this money for X amount of time in case of injury. I think that's what yeah. that contract is saying. In case I get yeah, hurt yeah. or I don't live up to expectations, this is guaranteed. But if I'm living up to them, yeah. uh, I'm going to ask for more when that time comes. Yeah, yeah. From the player perspective, I think these bigger contracts, especially when you're younger and stuff, like take it. Like you're at least, at the very least, guaranteed this eight year, $100,000 a week. Like, Yep. That that's you know life changing money, and I mean yeah if you if you get injured you're kind of protected too. But like I I just wonder yeah when that negotiation time comes for better pay, it 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 almost will have to be a holdout situation, right? Because they don't necessarily have any standing contract wise. Because yeah you might want to renegotiate two three years in, but you still got five years left. Like. Why would they bother to renegotiate at a higher price for you now? Like, so, I, it, it, I, it's, yeah, I think we will see that hold out. You know, you put this contract with Holland, and he has mm-hmm. this season. You telling me next year he's not going to say like, wait, 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 I deserve way more than this. Uh, Are you going to make yeah. it happen? Like, it, it can happen with anyone, and um, yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if uh, he pushes for it. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, I I know there's this mystical financial fair play mm-hmm. <laughs> thing that is apparently a thing, but then City somehow got around it, and you know, it, it if it's intended to try and level the playing field a little bit, it's clearly not working. No one should be able to spend four hundred million in in a six month period, and I get it's you know spread over the couple of years, but like. Come on, like you can't be making these kind of deals and then still call it fair to your your lower table teams because you want competition for that top six. Like this season is exciting with you know Arsenal challenging for the title, but then also the Brentford and Bright Brentford, Brighton and Fulham's and stuff like kind of coming up, and you want that kind of interchange at the top end, like Liverpool and City going back and forth for years is exciting but at the same time like not for anyone else yeah like like <laughs> like that leicester season was was fantastic it, they just upset the whole table mm-hmm. like i don't know I, I i get it's a lot of money in football and it continue will continue to be but i don't know chelsea's just they're, they're going a bit overboard money. a little yeah. overboard um and it's not working out so it just proves so money far, yeah. money can't <laughs> buy you happiness chelsea <laughs> yeah so we'll see how it goes but i don't know it's it's i'm waiting for an arsenal transfer in in this window because i think that'll be uh one of the deciding factors if arsenal can see out the title is just some squad depth because who do you want i don't know necessarily names but like like there's no real backup to thomas Partey. like he's been pretty injury free this season but last season it was a little bit rough like he had some issues i mean even Sokka doesn't have like a direct replacement right now yeah but, but your, your front your top half of the pitch can be so interchangeable i feel like yeah yeah so i'm not like overly concerned up there it's it's mainly just that midfield like party and 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 Jaka working together has been great and then we've seen a few matches in like cup games where it's El Neni and Lakanga and it's just 
completely different level and doesn't work as well. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who would be a good replacement for part two. That's a good question. Um, I mean, a lot of players, I feel like that position is so hard to find. Yeah. I mean, you, you basically need one guy to run your midfields. Like with, with the way that he's playing, you know, and, and Jaka makes more runs up into the box and stuff. So he's kind of the one defensive midfielder, but then he's also having to link the play between the defense and the attack. And it's just, it's a tough role to find. And Y'all should pry from West Ham. Well, the, the rumor today that came out is that Declan Rice is the number one target in the summer. Oh, so summer. okay. I mean, that makes sense. Summer, yeah. I was going to say Rice or Susek or something to to. Yeah, I think I'd be Which, really interesting with either of them. I'd be, I'd be down for Declan Rice, but I just feel like I've heard about him wanting to go to Chelsea for so long that that's probably where he'll end up. <laughs> but, oh, I heard Man um, United on the other end. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I mean, yeah, I guess there's enough teams in the conversation. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Arsenal won't pay enough to get Jude Bellingham, so... No, I was going to say Enzo Martinez, too, but that's that's a hefty price tag. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think Arsenal will make the same mistake as last year and not signing anyone and then just missing out on... on Well, this would be the title, whereas last year was top four, but, you know, it's... I don't know. You kind of have to just play with the, the market allows you to, which... Right. It's a little bit out of your hands, but and y'all are winning the league, so don't even trip. <laughs> don't even trip. You're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. Flying high at the moment. Yeah, you are. And uh, I was gonna say after this week, if Chelsea loses, mm-hmm. they will officially be negative in the goal differential. Ooh. Yikes. That's not what you want to see from uh <laughs> A team with four hundred million dollars <laughs> spent. Uh, no, yeah, wild. Who do they play though? Oh, they play Liverpool. That's right. So, oh yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, All right, Osala is gonna whip out the Hattie against Chelsea. I'll I'll be so happy, but also so sad that I took him on my squad. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's how it goes. Got to play play the form a little bit. It would have been a great week if Mitrovic didn't miss that PK and Bruno and Anderson didn't get hurt. (laughs) Everything just fell apart. Yeah. Well, with that, we got anything more for the list? I think that that's about it. You know, just looking forward to next week now. Got Man United at home. Should be another spicy one. Make sure Rashford stays on side and keep him in check. Um, and I, I did find my notes. I did have Liverpool fourth on my list, so I didn't get overzealous and have him like oh, okay. second or third. So um, yeah. for now, we'll keep him at four, even though my heart and spirit is pretty much shattered. <laughs> pretty much. You did not have him in your top four, by the way. I think they were right on the edge yeah. for me. Newcastle four, Man, Man U third, Man City second. Would you switch that? If I gave the option to switch Man U and Man City, would you do it? Um, no, I think, I think I'd keep it there. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to note that no yeah. change for Chad. 
All right, man, with that, anything else? Nah, I'm good. Another one in the books, episode 19. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hooligans out. Oh, 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 oh,